Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. Welcome to Man Baggage. This is the space where I slap my man baggage on the table and I unpack it. We get boys to talk about the things we wish men would talk about ladies. Why am I talking to an implied female listener? I'll tell you why. We started a man baggage, formerly Boys Don't Cry. I think I've lost my mind. Well, I have lost my mind. I've also retitled the podcast. Both are true. Um, We started it as like a a safe space for men to use humour and banter to discuss their mental health issues and the secret things that men go through. Lo and behold, 70% female listenership. Why? Girls are nosy. They want to know what's going on in men's heads, it turns out. Now, normally I would have at least two or three men here grilling them, finding out what makes the cogs tick. We are, at the time of recording, still living with the consequences of some selfish fucker eating a pangolin. So we're recording this remotely, uh, meaning I only have the wonderful Stephen Bailey's brain to open and look inside. So let me uncork that russet bonnet and find out what dwells beneath. (laughs) Stephen Bailey, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a dark place to be, Russell Kane. Why? Well, in my brain, you don't know what's going on. There's, There's some shirtless pictures of you in there if you dig deep. Do you know what? You're weirdly on topic for today's topic, which I'm going to tell you in a moment. Now, we couldn't do this. We couldn't have me and Stephen opining about, well, you know what boys are like? Let me give my experience of men like because we know what girls are like. It would not be fair. We cannot drift into stereotypes about what females think and feel, in relation, particularly in relation to today's subject. So we must have a female auditor to keep us in line. And also, arguably, today's topic affects women far more than it affects men. So I am honoured to welcome to man baggage, Laura Whitmore in the house. Laura, how are you doing? Laura Whitmore in her house. In her <laughs> house. Where she is. Uh, what, a, what a responsibility to be the only female on this, but an honour by two of my favourite funny men. Oh, that's nice to hear. Oh, and so, of course, Laura... Forget about the husband. Yeah. He's not here. He's not on this simple. <laughs> no, you, you're no longer a man in the eyes of your woman once you become a father. You're sort of a neuter. You know the one, like, <laughs> one of those cats that doesn't have testicles, but he's still technically a male. Oh, lovely. Visual. That's what I am, a neuter. Um, so, uh, Laura, obviously your life has changed massively recently. You've had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just going to say I kind of changed a new flavour of ice cream that we got in the house. So that was that was a big change. Because I, I used to always stick with the salted caramel, but I've gone in for chocolate fudge brownie. But, yeah, I've also had a baby. So well done on that. It is, that is awesome. I've done that myself. Not me personally. Although if I could have grown it myself and given birth would you, my, would you yeah. if you could have would you yeah and i think Lindsay, we are very much that sort of couple as well you know i'm, I'm <laughs> i do want to leave my baby and Lindsay's like on the iron apple website and she'll be fine i've met Lindsay, girl after my own heart we are we we split things equally anyway yeah. 
What I want to talk to or we'll talk to you guys today, dear listeners, is about privacy. Now, let's just define privacy because it lives on this boundary with secrecy and the two will cross over and I'm sure we will accidentally interchange the terms. So try not to get too frustrated. But privacy is the ability of an individual or group to seclude themselves or information about themselves and express themselves selectively. This is key. Uh, When something is private to a person, it usually means it's something that is inherently special or sensitive to them. Privacy. Now, normally I would go straight into my male guest uh, because this is ultimately about men and man baggage and all the shit that goes wrong with men's head. But I have to go to Laura Whitmore today. What the hell is it like being a woman in the public eye who's had a baby trying to keep some sort of privacy? Difficult um, and and a tough one. And I think I've been in this industry for over a decade now. And um, there's a lot of things that can come with the territory, as people assume and think. Um, But privacy is something I have really been looking at a lot recently. And... um, something that I think when it affects you is one thing when it affects other people in your family it's a whole whole other ball game and um it's something I've been doing a lot of research on recently my background was journalism and when you when you are in class and you're studying you know people give you all this information you study media law you get given the Ipsu code of conduct and then you have real life and then you realize people print whatever the hell they want to do and uh Things happen which you don't think should be allowed, and yet they do. And many of the reasons why things happen is because people don't complain about it. Because there are some laws in place that we just don't know about. And there's that pressure where there's an acceptance because there's a um, precedent of, of, well, women are always treated like this. When I first started uh, on MTV, I remember, I've spoken about this a lot before. I remember being upskirted by a photographer, and the picture was in a newspaper, I didn't say anything because I've seen it happen to every other woman. That's an um, assault now. That's legally sexual assault now, isn't it? That the, it's, yeah, the, the Voyeurism Act was put in a few years ago and it was initiated by a woman called Gina Martin. But I, like, I'm annoyed at myself because I accepted it at the time and I didn't say anything because I was mortified. I was so embarrassed that picture was out there. And it was, I mean, if that man didn't have the guise of of that you know selling that to a paper that was his job i mean that is illegal it's a it's a getting paid <laughs> yeah. so if you don't get paid you go to prison but if you get yeah. paid it's a job professional um, pervert so i think i've been annoyed at myself for a long time for not saying anything and then recently i guess you become more protective when you have a child um mm. There are laws there um, within the code of conduct as well when it comes to children and details of children's business. There's, you know, there's quite, I'm sure you'll talk about this, but consent and, you, you know, what you choose and what you don't choose, what is public interest, what is not public interest. And I think, I think the, the lines have blurred a lot, especially with social media and what we choose to put up online. Can I put up a picture of me and my husband on Instagram? Does that mean that the press are entitled to take a picture of us outside our house? No. But those lines are blurred. And it's really interesting having this conversation because I've kind of had it with women in the past. I've never really spoken to men about it, mm. um, bar my other half. Um, and I remember when I first started in MTV and I worked with Ricky Haywood Williams and Melvin O'Doom. And I was a bit pissed off that they they didn't get the type of press that I was. They didn't have someone trying to take pictures of up their skirt. Well, they weren't wearing skirts, but you know what I mean? Mm. Like, or whatever. And I just was like, Oh, this is just the way it is if you're a woman. But I'm really intrigued by this conversation and this narrative to look at it from the male gaze. Well, let's dive straight in with Stephen Bailey now. I will join you here, 
Bailey, let's yeah. not pretend you and I are like, please don't put the camera on me. I'm not enjoying it. So let's drop the bullshit straight away. I know. Because I'm if like, a glitter gun picture, went off, I would run into the glitter cloud topless and try and get in the Daily Mail. Fact. <laughs> the only reason I do it, don't do it, to be honest, is to be completely honest here, is not because I value my privacy and doing with my body on, online. I wish it was that, Laura. There's so much of me wishes. I'd love to lie. Sadly, I'm cursed by telling the truth. And the truth is, I just thought it think it would look too beggy and cheap and I'll get slated for it. But do I want to run topless with glitter on my body every minute of every day? Appreciate the <laughs> if I had a better body, I would totally do that. <laughs> I I really, I just want to sell tickets. So I don't mind. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is why I love Stephen, because he says, he says what, what's really going down. And I'm the same. I would write. I would put a ticket URL on my areola if it would sell out another night at the Apollo. Me too. I mean, if it would get me on, not even that. I'm like, oh my god, if it would get me on bloody Dave's as yet untitled, I'd do whatever it takes, you know, just to get a bit of press. But I do think, like um, Laura's saying, I think the point is, is she almost doesn't have a choice. Yeah, whereas consent. I'm almost running at the camera. I'm like, look at me, look at me. But I remember, do you know, like, the upskirting, I remember being, like, 16, 17. I'm not sure if you guys remember. But, like, when it was, it was almost like um like a trend, almost. Like it was before social media, and it was, like, Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton getting out of cars. And it was almost like if the paparazzi could catch them. And I never, I remember never even batting an eye at it. It's awful, isn't and it, when you so reflect? so bad. But I remember being, like... I wonder who it'll be today. I wonder if they'll mm. ever get like an Alyssa Milano. I mean, that's the ultimate Im- invasion of privacy. But I'm interested at uh, looking closer to the line, um, Stephen, because it's talk about. So there will come a time where, hopefully, where you're not married yet, are you, Stephen? No, I'm not sure I want to go through with that. They're very expensive. But let's just I say, think I'd like... let's just say, you yeah. Do. Oh, so okay, they, I'm married. They come. They came to me straight away as soon as it got out. I was getting married with massive, silly amount of money, and I can't remember which magazine it was. And there comes a point in your life where you've got to think, where does the private curtain come down? Mm-hmm. And with people like myself and, and you, and you, Stephen, I don't know to what extent you've done it, Laura, where I, I have put certain things that in a normal world would be private online, but social media has made what were formerly private things mm-hmm. public. It's not, you know, it's not, and we're not just talking about people that are celebrities. This can be anyone. You can be a teacher, a barrister, anyone who's listening to this. It's not normal to have an open profile and everyone knows what your lounge, bedroom, back garden, what your nan looks like when she's eating her dinner. So there is, we've sort of floodgated to a certain extent by giving that element away. Now, I know that I've consented to do that and it's my right to say, yeah, but please don't take pictures of my daughter, which touch wood has never happened to this day. But still, I have sort of hung out with the Rottweilers a little bit even if I've tried to put muzzles on them. Don't you think, Stephen, it's a dangerous a dangerous <laughs> tap dance? Would you sell your wedding to OK is what I'm asking you in about 5,000 words. Oh, <laughs> this is awful. I'm going to come across so evil. I would sell my wedding to OK, but only to make the money back that I'd spent on the goddamn wedding. Mm. I am cheap, you guys. Like, that is my issue, is I'm cheap. However, just to say, and it's very different than being a parent, understand, but my sister's just had a baby i'm an uncle for the first time and it has made me think of privacy in that way yeah. like so it's like i won't put any pictures of him up because i feel like well that's your choice that's your identity that's so it has made me think about it more and it's even like like when i would go on stage i'd say what my mum's been up to who my mate's been fingered by everything 
And now it's made me Laura, have a thought about... We don't want to leave the call my... early, please. You promise to keep that <laughs> Oh, I've known Stephen for years. I've known Stephen Laura, for years. Laura, we don't even want to know who it was. It's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> but it is, it is an interesting point, though, that you make him, Stephen, because I think a lot of this is to do with other people in your life. I had Will Young come on my radio show recently. He was talking about, you know, when he won the Pop Idol. When Pop Idol was, like, big, when they had those big event television shows. And he said what really was hard for him was the intrusion to his family. Like, you know, it came with the territory a little bit, not that it was okay, but when the people were outside his mother's house and they were affected because of his decision, he had made the decision to go for that um, particular competition. He had won it and suddenly his family are starting to get um, all this intrusion and their privacy is invaded. And I think that there's a line there. And, you know, if you look, which I've read in depth, the Ipsu Code of Conduct, you know, having, um, you know, having someone who's in the public eye or famous as a relative to you does not mean that it's okay Absolutely. for your information to be out there. And I think there's lines there. It's interesting you mentioned Will there, because I suppose, Stephen, that as, as a gay man yourself, there is that thing. It's something someone chooses to keep private till they're 15, 16, 17. Sometimes if it's an older generation, there might be men in their 40s and 50s who are just about to come out. And then that privacy via social media, you could be, I don't care whether you're a, a dustman, a carpenter, or a teacher, something like that could come out online, pardon the pun. And uh, that's, surely there's a red line for you there. I mean, there's, there comes a point where it's absolutely devastating not to retain privacy and your sexual orientation would be, is something you could speak confidently about, I'm guessing. Definitely. And especially when I was like growing up, like people would obviously know and they'd call you gay as a pejorative. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. But I was like, oh, my God, they know. And it's just like, it's something you've got to come to terms with. Understand is the other thing. I didn't really understand what being gay meant. I was like, I just fancy Daniel at PE. Like, I didn't understand gay and people had issues with gays. And it was only 30 years ago that it was declassified as a mental illness. Like, I didn't realise, you know, you've got to work through all that. And, you know, your coming out story is your... Your story. It's story, your yeah. story. Yeah. Um, so I think that's... So with things like that, it's like, you know, I showboat, like you were talking about at the top, I'm happy to, like, take the attention, but th- there's definitely things where it's like you... There, like, there's certain things, like my mental health, for ages I never even spoke about. Like, I wouldn't even speak to friends about it. And then more recently, as it's become kind of, like, more okay to talk about... I've put it out there a bit more. Right. Whereas normally it's like you would suffer in silence, wouldn't talk to anyone about it, to keep that very, very private. And that's one of the benefits of social media. Just just before we move on from this social media area, now let's try to keep it, we've obviously got very unusual jobs, radio, TV, stand-up. They're not they're the weird jobs to do. So we are naturally in the public eye. So let's try and not make that part of this discussion. Let's just talk about putting your baby's face online. Yeah, so mm-hmm. most people, have, if you've got a closed profile, we're not talking about you because that's just like a deluxe photo album you're sharing with families. If it's it's an- interesting though, because I, even with private, because I've looked into this recently, do you know when you have a private account and I have, I have numerous private accounts on different uh, apps and different things. And, and even that is because people can hack into it and people can yeah. get images. And what are your rights around that? When something is, it's not like years ago, you can't retract things. If something's yes. out there, if a picture gets out there, if someone takes a picture of your child, Russell, and yeah. puts it out there, even if you manage to get it taken down, it's Correct. out there. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's yeah. why at, at Minna's drama and everything like that, even though it's a closed Facebook group, we still yeah. don't let her feature in the videos just, yeah. just for that reason. But let's, let's uh, assume people are being as careful as they can. 
What are your views on, I mean, I do a stand-up about it. But, you know, there's most people I know, nearly everyone in my family, so there's no judgment here. We're the freaks, the ones not putting our kids online. It's literally, I'm crowning, here's the baby coming out of my cervix profile picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the scan, most of my family, their womb and fetus became their profile pic. Literally the, the womb and un, an unborn child. And I'm thinking, are we heading? For a generation of kids that are going to get to 18 and sue us the same way smokers sue the people that didn't tell them smoking was dangerous, when they go, you took my digital consent, are these kids going to have an awakening? This is what's the part of the thing that scares me, as well as me just having a sort of not wanting my kids' face to be online. There's, there's like there's a consent issue that I don't think we've realised yet. Yeah. I don't judge anyone. It's my personal decision. You go ahead and put your kids' face online. I love seeing people's children and people playing with their kids and all that. I don't have an issue with it. Do you ever mute them? Do you ever mute them when it's a bit too much? Not really, because <laughs> I'm completely soppy and, and love babies and all that. But it does, for me personally, it concerns me. I, I have delved, along with my mate Angela Scanlon, into holding the baby from behind, seeing the back of the baby's head, a few cute parenting shots. But there's something about the face uh, that scares me. Am I approved? Will you go there? Have you done it, Laura? Where's your line? Well, for me, the face is something because, and again, not to bring, but I can only talk about my life because that's all I know. Yeah. But once I put my baby's face out, there's, there's laws around it that because I've never shown my baby's face publicly, um, they can. It, I've had pap shops outside my house, so they have to blur the baby's face. If I ever, on a public forum, by choice, put my baby's face out there, it stops my baby with get, get that getting that protection of that blurred right. face, and that's why I'm scared. I'd love to live in a world where I could put one picture out of my baby, and it would be my choice, maybe, but it won't. I'll I'll lose that right. So I choose not to. But what if the three of us worked? In, let's say we all work in a marketing agency. Yeah. We're all the creatives. Is it still morally questionable? You're the you're, you're the copywriter. I'm the art director. We've got a normal amount of friends. We've got open mm -hmm. profiles. Is it still morally questionable to put your baby's face online? Per se? I think it, you said it. You've hit the nail on the head earlier on when you said choice. It's a choice. It's up to the guardians, oh. up to the parents. Maybe in, in, a child is under a certain age when it comes to certain things for children. When it comes to whether they get vaccinated. When it comes to different things, big things that happen, and a baby can't make that choice. It is up to the parents. But it's not up to me or. To, to judge that parent no. but it's also not up to me to put a picture of a child that's not my child no well Stephen I'm wondering would you be a little I'm not saying Laura's not being brave would you be willing to say what you're do you have a moral line on it an absolute moral line I, I will admit I've been very crit critical online but, but I do it with humour I do it with a twinkle in the eye I don't, ju I don't do you judge put a anyone piece of fruit, though? do you put a piece of fruit on your child's face because I, ca I can't no, be doing that no I don't fruit the face I can't, I, I do, I'm like, I can't do that because I'm like, I'm like your child looks like a pineapple no fruiting Scanlon, Scanlon's fruit a big fruiter fruit the face <laughs> Is it weird to put? Is it weird when your profile pic is suddenly a, a five-year-old child? You I mean you've lost yourself, surely, Kelly from Croydon? Here's the thing, right? I think if you're not like we're not talking about this from our line of work. We're talking about if someone who works at Sainsbury's yeah. might be a bin man or woman. Like we think about it that way. I think the idea of Instagram, Facebook—it's either your job, like it is for us. Oh, it's just the modern photo album, really, isn't it? Is it though? So, it's like, open. Well, I it's think open. It, I think that's what it's supposed. To Imagine be. that in your house. If you're like, do you know what I mean? My windows are like a modern photo album. Look in, man. I've never met. Here's my child <laughs> sleeping. 
because no, it is that your unprotected. Window, it's like, well, draw your goddamn curtains. Who's looking at your child, though? Who? But is it the same thing of, you know, some people have their children, and nothing, like, they can do that. Um, I have friends who do it, like, their, their children do child modelling. Is it the same thing as that, and having your children just make money well, for that's, you? Well, I mean, we're so far beyond privacy there. I mean, <laughs> we are making laugh. I think it's hard, because, like, I don't put my nephew up, exactly. because it's like, I do think it should be his decision. His, like, Wait, the, your it, baby's and, decision but, or the parent's decision? From my point of view... With him mm-hmm. as being the uncle, I feel like, well, you decide when you want to be on the internet. But then at the same time, I have a different opinion for my sister and brother-in-law because I'm like, well, he's your child and your baby and you're proud of your child and your baby and you don't use the internet in the same way I use the internet. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, um, the thing that makes me think about it is like, like my partner doesn't have social media. Hmm. That's quite so common in his that... age group, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why you go for a daddy. The eight-year-old. They don't even know how to answer but what, the phone. Look, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just trying to say that isn't that is what has changed? The desire for attention for strangers based on your baby's face is a modern phenomenon. You you know you know that people are, are people are getting a buzz if they picked up fifty followers and they were people they didn't know because they were posting baby content. They're not going to get, oh my God, I better take the baby picture down. They're going to think, great, here's some more pictures of my baby. There is a weird thing with babies. And as a new parent, um, I mean, I take a million pictures of her and they're just for like me and my family. I take a million pictures. There's something, I don't know, there's something, and, and Stephen, you haven't got here yet, but I know you you are an uncle. Like when you see your baby, your baby is the most beautiful baby that has ever existed. Like I've never felt a love like it. I've never mm. seen... A, a little human being that I want to take so many pictures of mm-hmm. for myself. And just <laughs> my to phones are just full straight it's away since picture, I buy them. Like everything she does is just, oh my God, if, is she farting? Is she smiling? Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> it's never happened before. Oh my God, look at this. Everybody <laughs> has to look at this. And there is something that happens in our brain with our own children where we think everyone else will want to see this. Like exactly. I send pictures to my my best friends in Ireland who, who haven't met the baby yet. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm sure they're thinking, I don't need to fucking see this, Lord. This is not interesting at all. But in my brain, whatever, I don't know, whatever happens when you're a mother, your child is the best. So maybe there is something that's this urge for people to put things online because they honestly think other people want to see it. I don't know. I think that's true. Like, and also, like, just being an uncle, and Laura, I know I said to you the other week, I was like, the love I have as an uncle, I cannot even imagine how you lot must feel as actual parents. But, like, I went to visit my nephew today, and he was crawling. I was, like, chase. The first thing I did was, like, chasing <laughs> with my video, like, with a video, be like, film it, look at him. He's no child t- has ever done that before. Right. No child has ever crawled before my, oh my nephew. Right, uh, before we move on from this sort of digital yeah. area, I have to talk, well, you've already obviously touched on... Uh, uh, the, a bit where there's no debate, upskirting, I don't think there's really much to talk about. There's a lack of consent. We've moved on morally yeah. uh, and it's completely wrong. But what about what we choose to put out there in our flesh? Let's go analogue. Would yeah. you go to a nudist beach? Either one of you, would you? If everyone was nude oh. and you and oh. your partner wanted to go nude, would you strip off? Take away the kind of icky but uh, people in the public eye know me. So you remove that. It's a thought okay. experiment. Would you get your kit off on the beach? I would. I, I love being naked when everyone else is naked, throwing it out there. Literally. Um, I have nothing against nudist beaches. I just don't want to be naked in front of anyone except my partner. That, that's just me. So person. that remains I, private. I, I, but I no. But that's because I'm too self conscious. I like. I know. And I know nobody would be looking at me. But I'm too self conscious. I was even like. I remember someone asking me about would I ever have gone on Love Island when I was younger, and I remember saying. I wish I had that confidence. I don't mm. have confidence to be in a bikini 
um, like 24 hours a day being watched from every angle. Um, I was too self-conscious. I was too self-conscious about my body, about my skin, about everything. And I, I wish I was confident enough, like you, Russell, to be naked. Yeah, but it's, it's not, I, I mean, anyone has only got to hit Google to know it's not based on confidence. It's just, I've, it's... No, but I've, it is a confidence. It is a confidence in yourself. I suppose, I I suppose or a lack of, um, a lack of concern around that area. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't it's not like hey look at this it's more a kind of liberating yeah. non-sexual nudity here yeah. uh, whereas Love Island's quite a sexualized environment brilliantly so see you next series uh, for the after show <laughs> but the uh <laughs> but but to be nude on a beach Stephen I mean everyone else is naked but are there things no. this is private this is my private area no one sees it except uh, my lover it's not even a privacy thing for me, this one. Like, if I had, if I actually did the effort to get the body I wanted, but mine would be like, oh God, my willy's smaller than everyone else's, my boobs bigger than everyone else's. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> be able, it mine's more of like a body confidence. You can't just steal my lines. <laughs> Do you know what's weird though? Do you know what's weird? Because I've always been quite like uh, body conscious. And I don't know, I went to a bloody convent, like I got taught at sex education I mean, by a nun. No wonder a, I'm prudish. They wear but, so many clothes. I mean, there's not much on show, is there? If you see a bit of ankle, you're slaughtered. So, like, so that's like my background. But there's something about maybe it's, um, when you're pregnant, when you go into a hospital and you're having a baby, you will show anyone your vagina in there. You're mm. like, is that normal? Is that okay? You just lose all sense of caring. So I like for new, like nudist beat, not for me. Get me in the hospital when if there's something wrong with me. I'm like, have a look at this. Look at yeah. this rash. Is this normal? Look at this. We look down there. Is that sewn up properly? Okay. I don't give a shit if it's yeah, that. Yeah, that is that's true. Actually, it sort of melts away, doesn't it? When someone's medically no trained, shit. you think um, it's because you know that that, that it, they look at. But then you could use that argument for a nudist beach. Everyone there is used to looking at nudity. Yeah. Uh, what about put so doing it for work? How far would we go? I don't know whether you do acting or not, Laura. I know you've done a bit for me and Stephen. Yeah. It's we're doing. I'm oh, like, yeah, like sex scenes and things. I'm assuming you're doing auditions and sending tapes in, Stephen, and trying to get the acting. Well, to date, never got one audition since starting stand-up. <laughs> 13 oh, years, not one audition got. Doesn't stop I me did trying. get Coronation Street, but it was basically me, so there was no acting. Would, was just remembering how what to far say. would you go it for the part? We just had a brilliant series on Channel 4, for example. You could have been in that. It's a sin. Would you, would you go nude? Would you do implied nude? No. Where's your comfort uh, zone? I would do implied nude. I would do shirtless. There is no way I'm getting my little sausage out <laughs> for anyone. I would be so mortified because I'm always sat there like every boyfriend I've ever had's had a bigger willy than I have, and I'm I'm sure. de- I'm always dead inside. So I'm like I'm not. There's no way I'm doing it on a set where the where you know the cameraman would be like. I think actual dick out is my line. Dick out is my. Line. I know I've done. I've done a lot of. Uh, I've done the new, the nude shoot for Attitude. I've done the nude sense of old for Cosmo. Mm. But it's mm. always like your bits are comically obscured. The Attitude one was a lot more full on. It's like full bum out. You're just cupping. But it's your a bits. controlled environment as well that you're in. That you're yeah, but how far would you go in a controlled environment, Laura? Well, I've done. I've been in. I've been in. Um, I've had like sex scenes, in, and I've been in bed with like another actor and filming. But I also think, um, and you know, this is something that people are talking about very recently. Like, who's in the room? Why are they in the room? And what is the context of it? Do you feel empowered? And I think it always just keeps going back to consent and choice and why you're doing it. The same as I, I had the the argument, and I'm very happy to, to speak up about things and receive backlash because you will for anything you want to speak up about. Mm. But I remember when I did eventually speak up about upskirting before it became um, illegal. Um, I had 
from women as well, which is really hurtful, saying, you did FHM, so um, why are you complaining about someone taking pictures of your underwear? You did a shoot in your underwear. It's literally, I, you're asking for it repackaged, basically. It, it pretty much is. And I'm like, I can choose to do a photo shoot, my choice, feel empowered, um, in, in an environment that I'm comfortable with. But that does not mean that anyone can kind of come outside my house and stick a camera up my skirt for my, to take a picture of my underwear. It was, um, I actually put up something about it on um, Instagram a while ago. And this brilliant woman, this brilliant woman left a comment underneath going, I am, um, I, I look after children. I'm a child minor. I look after children 8 to 5 p.m. That does not mean that a mother can knock on my door at 3 a.m. and give me their child. Like, there is, there is, yes. it's the same thing. It's not exactly the same thing, but you know what I mean? No, there's, I that totally kind of, there's that kind of entitlement of, you know, well, you did this once. The same when it comes to, like, a lot of actresses who have done sex scenes. And it's it's choice. I don't think I'll ever be comfortable being completely nude on screen. I definitely probably wouldn't. Because um, I don't even like wearing a bikini on the beach. So it's up to, I think, each individual. But just because you do that doesn't mean it is okay in every and, and also there's also that argument and I know the stuff in the press at the moment about if you're auditioning for something and you're told it's not being filmed and it's being filmed and it's being used elsewhere outside the safe environment of what it's supposed to be used for that is wrong right so that's the end of part one I'm just going to go and check the privacy filters are all set to open and we'll be back with more discussion This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.